Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, boys and girls, children of all ages. Yes, it's me again, as the French say, c'est moi. It's been about a week. I think my last podcast was around my birthday, somewhere in there. And it's been a great week, for the most part, it really has. Life gets in the way, as it often does. In the continuing saga of where is my license... The state of California promises, pinky swear, this time they're working on it and it should be here within two weeks. Apparently, there is a glut of people applying for life insurance licenses in the state or they're understaffed or they just don't care or any combination thereof. I've always maintained something that I heard a long time ago. If you really want to screw something up, Get the government involved. There's no reason why it should take two weeks to process a license application. All the steps have been completed. I've dotted every I. I've crossed every T, as it were. I submitted all my information in good faith, and now we wait. There's really nothing more to to, to do. Fingerprints have been done. Background check has been done. They know that I am not an at-large criminal. They know that I am not scurrilous, not scurrilous, that's not the right word, but I'm not a person of interest in any ongoing criminal enterprise or any of those things. So I really don't understand why it takes them so long to get back to me. Now, my boss, Kelly, well, not boss, but my upline, Kelly, has been wonderful. She's been chasing after the people at the company. She's been chasing after people at the state. So I, I have no complaints about her whatsoever. She's kept every promise that she's given me. She's kept her word the entire time. So I have nothing but kudos for her and for Primerica because they do what they say they're going to do, which is in direct opposition to other companies that I've worked for that tell me a lot of things and say, oh, we'll take care of that and we'll do this, we'll do that. And then it never comes to pass. I think... That happens to a lot of people in life where things are promised and things are guaranteed. And then it turns out that, sorry, my bad. We couldn't do, all, excuse me, all the things that we promised we were going to do for you. So here we are. We're waiting and we're waiting and I'm I'm promoting myself and I'm getting my name out there. And I'm, I'm sharing things on social media about me, about Primerica, which is a... Uh, a whole new thing for me because I'm not using one that puts myself out there. Sure, I share snippets and I share memes and I share jokes and I share other things that I find interesting. I'm not very good about talking about myself. I, I don't know if it's shyness or it's not how I was raised or any of those things. I really don't know. And I get it. I see you shaking your head and you're thinking, but you do a podcast somewhat weekly. He says in ear quotes. 
And yeah, I kind of put myself out there, but I'm hiding, unless you're watching on YouTube, I am hiding behind the mic and you can't see me. And really, aside from the 10 or 15 or 20 minutes you spend with me a week or every few weeks, you really don't know anything about me. And it's not that I'm hiding anything. I, I'm also not a totally open book because my brain doesn't work that way, although I'm working on it. As a friend of mine likes to say, you have to keep a growth mindset. You can't have a closed mindset. Saying things like, well, I can't do that, or I'll never be able to do this, or I'll never figure that out, or I'm stuck where I am, or any of those negative things that go along with it. So I'm trying to keep a growth mindset. And I'm, I'm doing things. I'm learning how to knit. I've never knit before in my life, but I find that I'm good at it and I enjoy it. So I'm going to run with it. I got the looms as a birthday present. I got yarn from a, a Facebook group I belong to for free. I haven't paid really for anything yet, which is a great way to start a hobby and maintain a hobby. If you're not paying for it, why not do it? But I'm learning how to knit. And I am no great artist. I am no... Steve Picasso or anything like that, but I draw. I draw little doodles. I make little little drawings and things, and I'm not great at it, but I enjoy it, and I do it. And at one point, I used to look at things that people would draw and say, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. I don't have that talent. I, you know, I don't understand how that works, and my brain doesn't work that way, and my hands don't work that way, and whatever it is, whether it's it's crafting that I do or cooking a new thing that I've never done before or teaching myself how to loom and knit and all that thing, all those things rather. It's all because I have this growth mindset now and I've, I've changed it from I can't do that to I can't do that yet. I've lost track of how many times that I've started the project and it could be thousands and thousands of stitches in. And there's a mistake or there's something wrong and I rip it out and I start over again. Sometimes I'm not as bad as I used to be. Back in the day when I would play video games, the controller would go flying across the room because I lost patience with it. So I don't do that anymore now. I just simply gently set down the item I'm working on and I walk away. I'll go watch a video. I'll read a book. I'll do whatever. And then I come back to it. It may be... Within a few minutes, it may be within a few hours. It could be days or weeks or even months. But I come back to it and say, I'm going to get it this time. And I get a little further. And I think that's an important thing to do in life is to keep this mindset that, sure, you can't do it now. And yes, I get it. It's frustrating. It's annoying. It's aggravating. It's all those words that you want to throw in there. And you have to persevere and you have to push forward and you got to keep going as hard as it is. In recent episodes, I've talked about not being in contact with my kids, and and it's hard, and it's 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 a real honest to goodness slog every day to get up and go on with my life, knowing that they're out there somewhere, and I can't talk to them, and they want nothing to do with me at this point. But I'm not giving up. I still reach out to them all the time. I still make that effort to be in their lives and be in touch with them. Excuse me, and eventually. It's going to work. Hopefully, he says. <laughs> now, I, I really honestly believe that it's going to work and that God has put this obstacle in my way or stumbling block or whatever you want to call it 
into my life for a reason and a purpose, not just to mess with me or screw with my life or any of those, because I don't think that he's a vengeful God, at least not to his children anyway. I'm sure old old school, Old Testament God, vengeful guy. And he may still be. I don't know. I prefer the New Testament God, the loving, caring, I've got your back God, as opposed to the you've upset me and now I'm going to wipe out your entire village or your entire clan or tribe or whatever. And I know it's the same God. Same guy. Two different sides of the same coin. I understand all that. But I choose to believe in the one that's happy and, you know, carefree. That guy that helps you out, not not hinders you. But I honestly don't believe that God has done this to punish me. I don't believe that he is a, he's a God that holds a grudge. I really don't. I think if you do something and you're redemptive about it and you've you've made your apologies to him and you you're seeking redemption and you're honest and sincere about it i think he forgives and forgets the saying is as far as the east is from the west are your transgressions from god that means that they are so far away from him that it's like they don't exist or they never existed or they don't they don't continue to exist anymore because you you've made your You've made your case, and you've sought forgiveness, and you've changed, which is an important step that people leave out. They say, well, I, I confessed, and everything is good now. And then they go back to doing what they did before. And it, in my opinion, based on what limited Bible knowledge I have, and I'm, I'm working on that all the time, but from things I've read and, and listening to... Um, recordings of, of Pastor Billy Graham, you have to have an action to go with the words. You have to say, I'm sorry, I did this, I know I was wrong, I know I shouldn't have done that, please forgive me. And then you have to, whatever that bad thing was, you have to get rid of that. You can't continue to walk down that same path anymore because if you do, did you really want forgiveness or was it more like a child being caught with their hand in the proverbial cookie jar, is it you were caught and you're sorry and you want to get away from it and take the the focus off of you so he can go look at one of his other millions of children? That's a question that you have to ask yourself. And sadly, I can't answer that for you. That's something that you have to answer on your own. Are you truly sorry? You know, are you coming at it from a humble standpoint and saying, okay, I messed up. I'm sorry, and whatever the thing I was doing, I'm never going to do that again. Will you slip? Sure, we all slip. We're all backslidden. We all fall short of the glory of God, which we're human. It's going to happen. As hard as we try, there's always that chance that we're going to backslide. And it's not the end of the world, and it's often not intentional. Sometimes it's easy to fall back into old habits rather than to fall into new ones and, and maintain them. Change is hard. Change sucks. Especially when you've done something your entire life or most of your life or for a very long time. It's very hard to change and not do those things anymore. I think in the last episode or two, I talked about how I, I 
was an alcoholic. I quit drinking. I started. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit last August, and I haven't touched a drop since. And there's still that small part of my mind back in the very back corner in the dark recesses next to the vending machine back there that says, hey, man, a beer's not going to hurt you. But to that I say, but it will. Because it only takes one beer to have a second. You know, that was good. Let's have another one. Or let's have a drink. And I'm not saying that you have no control over this or you can't you can't maintain some sort of sobriety or whatever because, you know, I'm sure that you can. I'm sure with willpower and determination, you can do most anything you set your mind to. I would like to go one step further and say with God's help or with God, nothing is impossible. With man, maybe, maybe not. You know, a lot of things are impossible without his help. So I quit. I don't want to go back. And I I knelt before God. I, you know, I hit my knees hard asking for help, asking for forgiveness, asking for his, his guidance. And he's given it to me. Like by the truckload, he's given it to me. And I, I have the tools now to face that and not have to worry about going back into that. That sort of brings me up to part two of this podcast. As I often do, I, I sometimes struggle or I suffer from podcrastination where I know I should do one. I've got to do one. It's time to do one. I'm getting gentle, gentle reminders from people. Hey, is there one coming this week? When are you going to do another one? I listened to the last one. It was great. Let's hear some more. So... As is often the case, when you seek his help, little pearls and little nuggets of gold fall into your lap from the least likely of places and sources. I was thinking about it. I was going to do one. I told my mom I was going to do one on Tuesday. Sorry, mom. I missed the day. I'm a few days late. But I'm here now. So I was I was scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and one of the reels that popped up was by a pastor by the name of Bishop T.F. Tenney. Now, I don't know what affiliation he is. I don't know what denomination he is, what flavor of Christian he is. I, I don't know anything about him. And I will probably look him up after this, after I'm done recording, and find out more about him. But a snippet of the reel that was posted about him, and there's a full hour and some change on YouTube. And if I remember, I'll pop the link into the show notes because I think it's important for everybody to hear. And he talks about the power of pain. Now that seems counterintuitive. Pain is not a good thing. Pain hurts. We don't like it. Pain is horrible. I shall have no more of that kind of thing. But he brings up some important points and and I haven't watched the full video yet, but I've watched enough to get the gist of what he's talking about. There are times God will put you in a painful situation, not to hurt you, not to harm you, but to give you a gentle nudge or push in a direction that you should go or to steer you away from harmful behavior that you're doing to yourself. And there is power in that because you take that pain and you learn the lesson from it and you use that pain to make changes or to get a better understanding of something. 
And I don't know, it could be physical pain, it could be emotional pain, it could be whatever kind of pain you can think of. God gives authority to the pain to teach you a lesson or to help you with something. He doesn't give pain the authority to kill you. And I know there are situations because heaven knows I've been in them very recently. And I thought, oh my God, I can't take anymore. There's no answer for me here on earth. So you have those thoughts. And I'm sure we've all had them at one time or another, whether we want to admit to them or not. And I'm not, I'm not calling you out. I'm not asking you to admit anything to anybody, not even to yourself. But we've had those, we've had those pains. Sorry about my clock in the background. I can't stop it now. Every hour I get Christmas music, which is nice, except now because I forgot to turn the music off. So bear with me, and I hope I don't get sued for copyright infringement for a musical clock. And there it is. A nice little diversion. So sorry about that. This is my podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. But he talks about how to use that power of pain and how God uses pain to help you, not to harm you. I know it seems like, why am I suffering? Why is God doing this to me? Why is God holding a grudge? And I'm here to tell you that I believe with every fiber of my being that God does not hold grudges. You ask for forgiveness and he forgives you. End of story. There's no going back. No matter how many times that Satan reminds you of your screw-ups, something I've heard from many, many sources. I, I, I can't give a citation to it, but I've heard it many, many times. When, when he reminds you of your past, remind him of his future because his time is limited. His time is finite. Our time is finite on earth, but I believe that if you come to the Father and you're saved and you're born again, which we should all strive for, your time on earth is finite and limited, but you're once you pass on to the next stage, your time is infinite. You will be with God forever. For as long as God exists, your spirit will live on, or your soul, or whatever you want to call it, will live on with God and serve him in perpetuity. And I think that's something that everybody should shoot for. So, I know I don't believe that God is vengeful. I don't believe he's, he's one that holds a grudge. He said something else about pain is not always optional. Joy is not always optional. You know, you it's not voluntary all the time. But misery is optional. You don't have to be miserable. You can be sad. You can be upset. You can be all those things, and they're all perfectly legitimate, and they're all perfectly valid for how you feel. Your feelings are your own. No one can tell you, no, you shouldn't feel that way. Or you can't feel that way, and I am in no way trying to tell you what you feel or what you are experiencing isn't real or valid or any of those things. I think being miserable all the time is a choice. You have a choice that you can try and move on from the pain and move on from the sadness, whatever it is. And I truly believe that you don't have to suffer in misery for the rest of your life. Seek out help. Read the Bible. Talk to your priest or your pastor or whomever. 
and try to move on from that. And that's what I want you to take away from this episode is, yes, life can suck. Life can be painful. I live through pain every day, both physical and mental and emotional and whatever way it can come at me, it does. And I choose to fight on every day. I never give up. I may say, screw it and throw out my hands, but I never truly give into it because that's not right and I don't think it's final. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed it. I love you all and God bless. Have a great week.